Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We welcome you in here on the Lombardi line. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. And it's funny, just as we're saying hi, I'm seeing a bunch of shops going back to seven with the Celtics. It was six and a half off the seven opener yesterday when you and I sat here. Pretty much everywhere, Michael, you've got sevens now. So maybe a little action on the zigzag with the Celtics here. Well, I, you know, Tyler Hero just got reported out yep. for the game, you know, and so does that mean Duncan Robinson's going to play more? I don't know. Hero has been a liability. His plus minus for the series has been a disaster uh, as well as he played uh, against Philadelphia. He hasn't matched that. So, uh, you know, the line that shocked me after, da- after Dallas lost again, they're, they're still a point favorite against the Warriors tomorrow night or, or whenever. <laughs> I, How, I, I, trust me, I, I don't get that whatsoever. I, they can't compete. If you talk about rebounding and points in the paint, last night, again, the Warriors out-rebounded uh, the Mavs 47-33 and points in the paint were 46-34. This is a recipe that is not going to be reversed. This is this is a terrible it's, it, matchup it can't for the change. Mavs. Yeah. No, no, obviously I miscalculated this. I thought they would play better, but I mean, look, Reggie Bullock goes 0 for 10. You know, they got no help. Finney Smith didn't really help them. I mean, the, the guys we were counting on yesterday, Dimwitty, you know, and, and Luca and Brunson, those three played as well as you could play. No one else played good. I mean, just think about that. I just read off three players. The rest of the team went 9-0-3-0-2-0. Yeah, and they attempted 45 three-pointers and made 28.9%. So 
We yeah. talked about they the shot quality. Them they keep they on make shooting them. Yeah. We talked about that shot quality but I'm chart. I'm sure today we'll find out shot oh, quality was outstanding. It was so good. Yes. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it, it's it, a great <laughs> shot. Mavs, I don't know what it means. Uh, Mavs open threes against the Suns. They hit 40%. They're open threes against the Warriors. The stats floating around. They're hitting 32%. So, obviously, living and dying by it. It's funny. You know, the Warriors are the team Steph Curry made the three-pointer in vogue and took it to a whole new different level as far as the association. But now they're going, it's almost like Belichick. When everybody starts to follow, he goes the other way. Now they're yeah. going into the paint and killing you, rebounding the basketball, motion offense, and getting points in the paint. Isn't that kind of ironic how that works? Where one team's dying by well, the three and the three and the team that popularized the three is beating you in the paint. And Clay Thompson, who's supposed to be the court spacer, he's three for 10 from three-point line. I mean, the one thing they can do is space the floor. But like you said, I, I think the right number for threes is right around that 33, 34% uh, not percent number. I think it's 30. You know, when you shoot that, they were 11 for 32. They only shot 34% from the three. But they had 81 shots inside the two-point line. Mm -hmm. Miami the other night had 92 shots inside the two-point line. Like, there's got to be a correlation. It's a little bit like rushing compl and completions together. It doesn't really tell you who wins the game, but it does tell you who's executing well in football. And I think how many shots you attempt inside the three and outside the three, those two numbers, especially forgetting the – let's forget the, the percentage because that, that's such a variable. It changes all the time. And while I buried the lead, of course, Steph led the way. And I'll get to him in a second, 31 points. But this has been – you know. This guy had a meandering career. He ended up in Minnesota, the trade from Cleveland, and you get with a bad organization. Wiggins doesn't have that assertive personality, so he kind of floated around. Ends up with the Warriors, a tremendous organization, and this series has been his coming out party. It's not, yeah. it's not just well, the 27, 11, and 3, and he put Luka on a poster with that dunk. I mean, this has been really impressive by Andrew Wiggins. Well, I think people forget, too, especially here in the Philadelphia area, when the process began, you know, for all the conversations, it was about Wiggins. Remember, Wiggins went first in that draft, and B went third because of the foot in the back. Yep. And when this whole process started, the, 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 the marquee name that, er, that they wanted was Wiggins. It was never in B. They never, you know, did in B. No, they didn't think he was going to be there because of, of that. So, you know, we know he's got great talent, but I think what we learn about the NBA is a little bit like wide receivers in football, right? There's a lot of guys we call number one receivers. They're really not. But there's a lot of guys that when they're on a team where they're the number two receiver, they're really good. And I think that's Wiggins. I think he's a number two on a team and he can showcase his talents. If he's a number one, like he was in Minnesota or Cleveland, he's not. Well, in you said it perfectly. That's literally on the court, but figuratively, as a person, he's not just that he just doesn't have a domineering personality. And that plays it's you could see that on the court at times where he has stepped up and kind of taken the challenge. Now, Luca had 40 points, so it's not like he shut him down, but without the yeah. defense applied by Wiggins, Luca might have 50. I mean, he, like, Wiggins has been so active and bothering and picking up Luca that it's just been incredible. And his movement, you know, it's really a joy to watch the Warriors. Because their yeah, movement, it really it's just a beautiful game to watch. Kerr's going to the Hall of Fame, and he deserves he, it. Because he's, he's taking those Princeton you know, axioms and other type of offenses where everybody's just 3D, stretch them out, create space. 
they're constantly in movement. It's a beautiful game to watch what the Warriors are running. It really is. And give Don, you know, give Don Walsh credit. I mean, uh, Don. Uh, Donnie Nelson? Uh, the, the Don, Donnie Nel- Don Nelson, not Donnie, his son. Don Nel- I mean, Don Nelson saw Curry as a point guard. You know, remember, he goes, I think, six in the draft. He went down. Nobody knew where he was going to play. And Nelson saw him as a point. And even though he does operate as – but his ability to distribute the basketball and his vision in passing is so much fun to watch. And his movement, his relentless energy. I mean, the guy doesn't get tired. He's fun to watch. He really is. His ability to get By to the, the way, rim. By the way, Patrick, I was just looking it up. I was just looking it up. Talk about, you know, you got to have a high pick to get good players Uh-oh. in the NBA draft. You know that, right? Uh-oh. Here we go. You're fully aware of that. I'm aware. Yeah. How about how about the? Do, can you guess who the second pick was in the Wiggins and B draft? Wiggins. Milwaukee had it. Milwaukee. Oh, they took uh, the Parker. Parker. Can you imagine that? Jabari Parker out of Duke, who couldn't defend yeah. in college. I don't know what they were expecting couldn't to get out of him. College. I don't know yeah. what they were expecting. By the way, can we just a, a Curry appreciation? Yeah. So Curry, the championship, yeah, sure. the championship before. Durant gets there. By the way, he's completely remade his body coming out of Davidson. But the championship before Durant gets there, the 73 wins before Durant gets there. Durant gets there two more championships. Durant gets the NBA, gets the finals MVP in both. So some would say, well, was that manufactured by Durant and bringing him? No, because now look what he's doing at 33. He's taking a team that I guess the second best player is maybe Poole off the bench or Draymond Green. We'll say Draymond Green, but this isn't peak Draymond Green. So he's taken a bunch of young guys, a beaten down Clay Thompson, back to the finals. Curry's an all-timer. Yeah, no, he's and, and look, he took Davidson to the Elite Eight. I mean, Marquez Fultz couldn't take Washington <laughs> even to the tournament. The great Ben Simmons couldn't take the LSU to the tournament. I mean, think about that. He took a Davidson to the Elite Eight. I mean, he has no problem carrying people on his base. He's been doing it his whole life. Why are we Give comparing? Why are we comparing Paul? Too. Why are we comparing Paul to Isaiah Thomas? We've got a guy staring him straight in the face that's ten times the player that he is. And Steph because Curry. I think we label the we label Curry as this incredible shooter, which he is. He's an incredible shooter. His eye hand coordination is unbelievable. However, that being said, he does so much for his team. You know, and. and and look, they played they played nine guys last night. They gave Mooney 16 minutes last night. Not that he was playing well, but they gave him 16 minutes. I mean, I give Kerr a ton of credit. I mean, I think Kerr does a great job. I and agree. the way he's adjusted in the series, I, I think he certainly has done a wonderful job. And look, it highlights where Dallas is. They've got three, they've got two players really that they can count on and they've got to sign. They must sign Brunson. They've got Luca. And then, you know, Dimwitty played as good as he could play last night. And yet it wasn't enough. And Curry, you said it perfectly. He, coming out of Davidson, it's not even like outside of Nelson, nobody knew what his position was. That's why he slipped to, yeah. what, eight or ten, I think ten in the draft because he was too small to play the two. He didn't have the handle. Now he's not, maybe he's not Kyrie with the handle, but he's one of the best ball handlers in the history of the game. So he's turned himself with his handle into that. And then also his ability to get to the rim. Maybe he's not Kyrie, which is top 1% of all time, but he's not far behind. At his size, he's created the three-point shot, turned it into something that is now, we discuss it every single day. But he's also a guy that gets to the rim at will. And by the way, Dallas cannot defend the rim. It, it, like they, they're just completely wide open. It's like a, no, a, a they, runway. They, they don't, they don't have a low, they don't have a low post defender. Let's be honest here, they don't have one and they can't defend. And I mean, you know, this is what kill, kills them. And they can't play. 
you know, they, they can't they can't keep anybody from penetrating and, and take and give credit here to Dallas. I mean, to, to Golden State, they took advantage of it. They know there's nobody in there to threaten them. So why not go? It's good coaching. It's good chemistry. Curry was seventh pick overall in the Blake Griffin draft. Here, here are the players that went ahead of Curry. Griffin, Thabit from uh, the Grizzlies picked him, James Harden, Tyreek Evans, Ricky Rubio, the great Johnny Flynn. Minnesota took two yep, back-to-back point that. guards. That's got to go down. Syracuse. That's got to be a documentary yep, one that day. That was unbelievable. And then Steph. And then Steph. But you got to have a high pick to get great players. I think I think the Steph kid's going to work out. It's just really fascinating the different levels of his career and just a testament. You can never put somebody in a box. He grew up obviously privileged with his father in the NBA, but nobody's worked harder. So how do you no, ju- that's right. like? You see what I'm saying? Like turned his body into yeah, something no. it wasn't. Turned his handle into something well, it wasn't. They all doubted him. He he couldn't even get an ACC scholarship. He's sitting there in Charlotte. He couldn't get <laughs> he couldn't get anything. He had to take Davidson. I mean, they were, he was begging people to take him in the AC. His dad couldn't even get him that. And he went to Davidson and, he, and listened to the, that great coach there. And he, cha- yep. he worked and it takes him to the Elite Eight. If he wins another championship at 33 as the best player on the team, I know people love to have the all-time conversations. It, he's becoming a very interesting conversation. I mean, it, that, he, that he, will be number four for him, two without KD and a 73-win team. Mixed in, mixed yeah. in and there. And this is, this is the least talented team that they've had the title with, and he's carrying them. You're right. It's a weird team, and it's a fun team to it watch. It is a weird team. It, it's a, but how about shout to Coach Muss. Moody was playing. He played a bunch of minutes, as you said yesterday. We'll come back yeah. and discuss tonight's game. A hero out tonight for the Heat. We discuss Lombardi line. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. 
Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting, betting app. Pardon me, BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in game with the boosted odds specials uh, and also much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. And when you do bring that Nevada ID, you bring it, you're ready to bet within minutes. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology. Got to be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, it's 1 800 522 4700. Okay, we'll get into. The game four tonight in Boston, which has been, as Michael said, off the news of Hero, bet back up to seven. There was a seven opener. We saw six and a halfs yesterday. I saw six, maybe a six or two, a couple of sixes. I know Thomas Gable had it six and a half, Michael. And then now back up to seven. We'll get into that news. I wanted to ask you, did you watch Mito Pereira? And one of the dirtiest, most abrupt golf swings in a big spot. On 18, up a stroke, all he needed was a four. All he needed was the par 18, and it was a life-altering swing. I've never seen such an abrupt – did you see his backswing? It was almost like he locked up. It was unbelievable, and Justin Thomas comes back from seven strokes down. I mean, yeah, I mean, Justin Thomas, the worldwide leader, had an article online that was announcing the death of Justin Thomas and – and Rory, you know, saying they've, they've missed their opportunity to win the tournament, to win anything. And, and that was that didn't last very long. Right. But I mean, look, you know, you've got to get through these in golf. I mean, you're either going to go you're either going to fight your way through it or it's going to it's going to own you for the rest of your life. And he's going to have to fight his way through it. He did interviews afterwards, which give him credit for doing that because he could have easily turned up into a shell. I mean, look. You know, it, it's a it's a tough hole to play because you, you know maybe he should have taken a three iron out, a, a three wood out, or yeah. try to do something different. He's going to play that back, and, and then he compounded the error with the double bogey, and you know it just didn't work out. And give Justin Thomas credit. Hey, hey how about uh, Zalatoris? I mean, the guy looks he looks better. He, I mean, to me, he actually looks like he's gained. He's done more in four months than Chet Holmgren's done in six weeks. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so he's put a, he I mean, did actually I, look I, like I he put on a little slip. weight. I agree with you. He did. 
I mean, like, I, I mean, you know, if I'm Chet Holmgren, I'm going to call up Will and say, hey, Will, what are you doing, man? I got to get in this program. I mean, like, come on. He looks he doesn't look malnourished any longer. You know, and give him credit. He battled through it. I'm telling you, if Zalatoris could putt, it, 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 I mean, that tweet putt he had, I think it was 16. That's, it killed him. It I mean, he wins him. the tournament if he, he makes it. If he just two putts there. Uh, you nailed it. And, yeah, Zalat- you know what? Zalatoris and Holmgren need to go to Steph and say, so you came out of Davidson looking like this, and now you look like this. Yeah. What do we do? But that... I mean, when I say life-altering, and look, he's going to have a great career. He won 870000 Mito Pereira yesterday. The winner gets 2.7. But it's not about that. It's status as a major. Would have been the first Chilean yeah. to win the PGA. Exemptions for the rest of your life. Sponsorship money. I, and I don't want to make it about money because I felt awful for the kid. And good, good job by you calling out the fact that he did give the interview post-round. He probably was in a state of haze. Think about that. He wasn't even – I just – what a swing. You could tell I when he hit bad. it. Like, it was so yeah, abrupt just, with the backswing. You're like, what are you doing? I, and, you know, the whole thing was playing out. When he made that putt at 17, I thought, okay, here we go. It's all on this drive, you know. <laughs> and, unfortunately, I think he thought it was all on that drive, too. You know, and I think he let that get to him. And I don't know if it's his caddy or somebody, but there had to be kind of like, okay, what can we hit safely in the middle of the fairway? You know, what can we – I mean, the worst thing we want to do is double bo- – if we at least bogey the hole, we're going to go to a playoff, right? Yeah. Yep. Why not smack a two-iron or a three-iron down there <laughs> and just, you know, take un- it from there? It's unbelievable. But how about JT? I guess ESPN buried him. How about on 17, the second of the playoff holes, when he drove the green? I mean, it just – Unbelievable. Like, it, you, you, you could tell with the with – the, uh, when he twirled the, the stick, he was just like so amped up. But driving that green in that spot was unbelievable. Well, I thought the the tee shot at 18 that he hit was incredible. The first time, not in the playoffs, the yes. first time where he kind of hit that scolding. And, you know, look, he credited Bones. I mean, it was a great hire by JT to hire Bones, to get him out of the booth, to get him next to him. And, and, and he credited him for being able to kind of fight his way through those obstacles. And, and give Roy McIlroy credit. I mean, Roy didn't go in the tank. He kind of battled Agreed. through it, too, as, as well as anybody. He just didn't play well a couple, you know, a couple holes. So it, it gets him. But to me, I, I, these are the mental blocks that every athlete has to go through. Coaches have to go through them. You know, I mean, you've got, I mean, look, Sean McDermott's going to have to live the 13 seconds. Now. I don't care how many excuses he makes. When he puts his head on a pillow every single night for the rest of his life, he's thinking about what could he have done different for 13 seconds. It's the same thing with Mito. That's right. That's a good comparison. It really is. Yeah, it was. You know, Bones made a good business decision as well. And for those that don't know, Bones was on Phil Mickelson's bag forever. And he was on Justin Thomas's bag. But he does a really good job as a commentator. Well, you generally get about 10% of the purse if you're a caddy. So he's going to walk away with a cool $270,000 for walking around with Justin Thomas. But Thomas credited him after shooting, what, a 74 on Saturday. They went to the range, and he said the, 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 the mental and the, the way Bones kind of handled setting up Sunday's final round really put him in a good headspace. They're basically therapists. No the, the caddies are therapists. They earn their money. They they do. They earn it, and, and, and they're able to kind of like, you know, we talk about game management in the NBA, NFL, and we talk about it in the NBA a little bit, not as much, but in, but they're the game managers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like, and I, I, that's kind of where I was going with Mito a little bit. Maybe his caddy should have said, okay, let's take a step back. Let's just, let's hit this thing 
where we got our, we're going to play a really good second shot. As long as we're on the green and two, it doesn't matter. You know, like there's that strategy that has to take place that I think is so vital. And, you know, and then that's what you get from the caddy. And a guy like Bones obviously did it for JT in the, in the driving range. And then during the last few holes, the way he battled himself through there. But it just it also highlights people like Brady, Belichick, uh, that goal line decision where people are built differently with temperament. Because if Mito Pereira goes out with his boys, 10 out of 10 times, he's getting a four on that hole. Like it. So, yeah. but so the, the, the actual, and he admitted in another post round interview that he was nervous, but it just comes crashing down on you. Like Belichick no. chilling stoically in that moment against Seattle. Like not, none of us can really relate to that. No, because he was in the moment. He wasn't outside of it. He was in there and he wasn't thinking about the implications of the play. He was right. thinking of the play. What's the best thing I can do next? And, and that's the mentality you have to get to to become a great player. You take you, you when you add layers to the situation. I need a great swing on 18. This is going to be the toughest swing. You know, when you start adding layers to it, that's when your mind starts to play games on you. Whereas if you go up there and say, "Hey, this is a Saturday afternoon in the park. This is nothing to do. The tournament's not on the line. Let's do this." Well, that's, know, I, I, look, it's easier. You and I is. having this conversation, a hell of a lot easier. Of course. That's than, why than I've always said, Michael, pressure. If, if I had children, I would love for them to be golfers because I think golfers teaches the greatest life lessons as well. First off, you get to travel the world and you get to walk every day. So that's great exercise. But secondly, yeah. that next shot mentality is great for life. The idea of whatever just happened, we got to focus now and do the best we can in this next shot. Yeah. I always feel like golf is a wonderful byproduct of life as well. So I don't know. It's, it's no doubt. It'd be great. And look, if you if if you let that if you let that linger, you know, then it's not going to it's going to linger. It's going to it's not only going to cost you the stroke, it cost you for letting it linger. It's going to cost you more. And that's why he's got to let it go. I mean, look, Dustin Johnson, give him credit. He went through a couple of these things too. He did. You know, the double hit up at uh, at the whistle whistling straights or wherever the hell that course was. You know, he's gone through a, f a few of these kind of machinations where he's had a breakthrough, and you're either mentally tough to do it or you're not. It is yeah. either it'll either strengthen you or it'll kill you. I, like to me, you know, Ricky Fowler's never been able to get through it. Not that he's ever been in Good position point. to fight through it, but you know, and and one of the things Rory was able to when Rory was leading the Masters, and he went to 10, and all of a sudden, you know, for the next three holes, we didn't see him because he was so bad. He's kind of fought through it. Now, he hasn't gotten to where he wants to go, but you got to fight through it. It's a good point about DJ because he had so many final round meltdowns in those majors, but to come back and kind of overcome that mental hurdle. I mean, you saw with Cam Young and Fitzpatrick and Pereira. These kids were melting down on that back nine. Like, yeah. It, Everything no just all that's what made Tiger brilliant. Everything was adding up. It was just all comp confluencing there. And that's the key word is when you when you add, that's when it affects you. When you don't add, when you just stay away from it, then your mind doesn't do it. Whereas that's what Bella, he wasn't adding on the implications of the play. He was just focused on the play. <laughs> My favorite part about the Belichick thing is 80% of football fans will say that he froze. Yeah, it, but he he's so on another level that we we think what we would do in that moment. Right. But he's different. Yeah, he's built different. <laughs> no doubt. He didn't His freeze. mind works way differently. <laughs> yeah. And he was fully in the moment. 
Yeah, and I think that's the key. Okay, wasn't thinking about anything else, all the other variables. All right, fun stuff. Well, we come back, we'll get to our buddy Thomas Gable and talk about that number moving in Boston for Game 4 Eastern Conference Finals. That's next here, Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This, of course, is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Hey, it's the VSIN Summer Special. It's here. It's 39 bucks, so you get everything we offer through the end of July. Over the next few months, it's going to be crazy. You get Adam Burke's daily baseball bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, of course, with the NBA, and Andy McNeil with the hockey. Plus, we got the NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering. You can find Michael's articles over here as well. Uh, golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, it's all there. Point spread weekly every Wednesday included in the package. vcin.com slash summer. vcin.com slash summer. Summer is here. Well, I don't know. Let me just look. It was snowing um, northeast. No, was it, it was pretty hot there this weekend, wasn't it? May 23rd? It was gorgeous here. Yeah, you had good weather. It was okay. gorgeous here. It was snowing in Colorado. Yeah. James Salinas got buried by like Colorado, three yeah. feet of snow, and I was like, <laughs> okay, what's going on with the planet? We go yeah. now to our buddy Thomas Gable at the Borgata, where he wouldn't know what the weather's like because he spends his lifetime inside the book. Is that fair, Thomas? <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't get out too much this weekend, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, I, I know I know it was nice and I could tell as I was driving in in the morning, all the cars passing me the other way, coming onto the island and uh, for the weekend. So I know it was going to be a nice weekend because everybody was coming down for the weekend. Well, you could go to Ocean City, but you got to bring your own booze. Uh, just remember, it. oh yeah, it's yes, awesome. no, hey, true. by the way, yeah, what is get it there. when can't you get, get a there. when you get a free day from the book and for a, a, a director of the sports book that doesn't happen very often? What does Thomas Gable like to do off on a free day? Uh, I. Play some golf if I have uh, the opportunity. If I have a few hours there and I can get out, I'll do that. So speaking of golf, what was your take on what we were just discussing with Mito and that abrupt, insane swing on 18? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the, unfortunately, you know, when the, when the pressure gets ratcheted up, you know, the mechanics break down and that's, you know, that's what happened to him. And, you know, lucky for him, he, you know, he's a young guy. He, you know, hopefully he has uh, a lot more opportunity in front of him, but uh, this is one he's just going to have to uh, leave in the rearview mirror. And it's, I know it's going to be tough, uh, but when you make a swing like that, that, I mean, that's a swing you would find, you know, if you're going out playing on a public course, you know, on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, you'll see, you'll see plenty of those types of swings out there. Uh, you don't expect to see that on the 18th hole of the PGA Championship, but I mean, that's, Literally, what happened. I mean, you have to just keep your mechanics, and it's it's tough in that situation under pressure. Um, you know, things speed up, and uh, guys have tendencies to uh, to make mechanical mistakes when that happens. And you you get out of your normal routine, and you know, breathing and just keeping your your breath steady and and everything like that goes out the window. But um, you know, good for JT to to I mean, for him to be as far back as he was heading into the day, and it's not just how far off the lead he was. There was, a, you know, he had to pass a lot of guys as well. I mean, there was a lot of people between him and Pereira at the start of the day that he had to get through. So kudos to JT for uh, winning another PGA championship for him. It was a, 
decent result for us. Pereira probably would have been uh, the best result for us, but um, when it went into the playoffs between Zalatoris and, and Thomas, we we certainly needed Thomas out of the two. To, uh, Thomas, the in-game or in-golf betting, let's say, uh, you know, with JT being back so far when he started Sunday, did anybody take any action on him in your book to kind of feel like he could come from behind? Yeah, it, yeah, they did, and there was uh, so we definitely um, lost a little bit on the um, on the in play uh, action with him, but uh, um, because we we were in a decent decent shape on the pre flop for him, we we ended up doing all right, and in the matchups we uh, we did very well in the matchups overall for the tournament too. So uh, the PGA was a, a good result overall in that tournament for us. Did you have warrior liability? Michael and I were oh. just we were mar- uh. we were marveling at Dallas opening a point favorite tomorrow night. But uh, how about yesterday? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this game, Uh-oh. shall we? Because it was uh, it really came down to to one guy um, for us last night. There was a guy who came in and um, did a fifty thousand dollar parlay on the first half. So he did uh, he took the Warriors first half money line, which was plus one fifty five. Parlayed that with the first half under of one eleven and a half, so he he cashed that that uh, so wow. he won one hundred and ninety thousand and change off of that, and then came back at halftime and made another hundred thousand dollar parlay for the second half. Uh, took the Warriors, who I believe were pick for the second half, and then he took the over in the second half, which was one oh six, and hit that oh my for uh, two hundred sixty thousand. Yeah. So. He made over four hundred grand on the game. Oh my! Uh, so needless to say, when you have one guy beating you for four hundred thousand on a game, uh, it, it's never a good result overall for the game. Um, uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, listen, the Warriors. Um, watching that game, even when Dallas did take the lead there in the in the first half, I mean, they came out could not could not buy a bucket there from three at the start. Uh, but even after they came back, took the lead there. I, at any point, did you feel like they were in control no. of that game? No, 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 no. No, I, I, I'm with you, TG. I, I never got the sense that, you know, Dallas was getting this. It always – they looked like they were on the edge of – of and, and the Warriors have that kind of like they – you want to take the pace, good, but once this race matters, we're going to take it over. That's what I felt. Yeah, it, it's um, – the Warriors just, uh, I thought, looked really strong last night overall, and it, it just – it felt watching that game like they they had this the entire time. It didn't, didn't matter if they were in the lead or not. It just you felt like they had the control of it. And Wiggins kind of it's symbolic with him putting Luca on a poster. You know, Luca's still trying to carry yeah. this team forty and eleven, and but Wiggins has been awesome in the series. If you're going to get that type of performance from Wiggins and Curry's back to kind of playing close to peak Curry, it's a tough team to beat. So. Anyway, that is, by the way, bad example for the kids betting $150,000 on a couple of parlays. I'd like to say, <laughs> I'd like to say example, new, yeah. new betters, please, that don't is not that. going to happen. Don't do that. Yep. Okay, just, be, just to be clear, you're going to lose a lot of money with those type of parlays. Anywho. There's a reason, there's a reason Patrick, where I am happy to take those Yes, parlays. of course, you, and you'll do it yes, again today. Yes, we, if that guy wants yeah, to come we, back we and do it out, again, yes, you'll, happy to do it. you, you yeah. would 100% do it again. So let's talk about today. Um, as Michael mentioned, Tyler Hero with the groin out tonight for game four i'm seeing sevens you were six and a half yesterday with boston laying it yeah now seven and total two of six and a half and and that's the question really who who is going to be playing who's going to be available um and and actually 
on the court tonight for both teams. Uh, you know, you've seen you've seen the injuries uh, start to mount here. Uh, guys going out in the last game. Butler obviously was out, and you had Tatum come off the floor and uh, for a while. And so it's keep an eye on this line because as the news starts to trickle out, and you know who's available, who's not going to play. Uh, you'll probably see some movement here. But right now, um, balanced ticket count. Celtics overall, though, they they seem to be uh, taking the majority of the money here at the moment, but still very early. And you know, again, with the NBA, most most of the NBA uh, wagers are going to come in in that hour, two hour window before uh, tip off tonight at eight thirty. So seven. What about the total? I, I've got it tipping a couple of points off the two. What did you open two oh eight and a half ish somewhere in there? Yeah, now two oh six and a half currently. Okay. Wow, two oh six. I don't want to. I mean, it keeps getting lower and lower, Thomas. Huh? It does. It, it does. And you know, I, I don't. I could see why. You know, and you're you're expecting uh, the defensive intensity here and. Again, this is this is going to be a series that I think is has a very good chance to go seven games between these two. So, um, you know, last night I, I like the I like the under on last night's game because I thought you know Dallas was going to kind of slow it down and um, uh, kind of muck it up a little bit, and <clears throat> that's what they they really needed to do to uh, try to limit the the Golden State scoring. But um, with with these two teams and the way that they play defense, you know. Obviously, you're getting a lot lower totals in this series in the East, but um, yeah, this one is coming down uh, still. So um, I, I don't know if we'll get much lower than 206, uh, but um, yeah, it, it has come down. I, I had to triple check because the last time I reported a Scott Foster officiated game, I was wrong. But Scott Foster will be—he ch- was—he will be in I the building it too. He's—he's <laughs> okay. he's in the house tonight. We get some Scott Foster. I, hey, before you go, TG, are you getting any over/under plays on your uh, NBA, on the NFL props? Yeah, I mean the um, on for season wins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you have, uh, well, obviously, a lot of people, a lot of optimism around the Eagles. A lot of people are taking um, the, the wins, uh, season wins over for the Philadelphia Eagles. And we actually uh, moved uh, the Eagles season wins uh, from nine. Now they're up to nine and a half uh, for season win market uh-huh. for Philadelphia. And uh, it's been all over money on Philadelphia for the season wins. And, and the, the usual <laughs> suspects here as well with the Giants and Jets, of course, getting the overs bet. What was the Love quote it. from Marcus Hayes? Philly fans have the uh, Eagles winning 18 games this year. Is that the quote? In a 17 game. Uh, they would bet that over. They would if, if Thomas posted the number at 18, they'd bet it over. They just can't wait to get away from the 76er news is really what it comes down to. TG, yeah. enjoy your week, man. Hope you get a round in. Thank you very much. Thanks, All TG. Right, thanks, guys. Okay, Take Thomas care. Gable, director of race and sportsbook at the Borgata. Our buddy Will Hill, he's licking his wounds, and he joins us next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Right, Discover BetMGM. What's up, Uncrustable? The king of sportsbooks. Sign up today, 200 bucks if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game. That's the Heat and Celtics tonight. If they hit a three-pointer, you're going to win 200 bucks if you're a new better. That's going to happen, so you're going to win 200 bucks. Just VSEN200 is the code. You have to use it. So, again, it's VSEN200 for the code. Got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue and it's not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Okay, New York City cast. The host joins us now. His name is Will Hill. And we'll get out of the way for a minute here and let him vent. As he did have a ticket on your boy, Mito, at 200 to 1. And that dirty swing had you struggling, Will Hill. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I was worried. I, it looked like he got electrocuted when he hit the ball. I mean, that's how awkward it was. It was dirty. Wait, wait, wait a second. Before we get to the swing, okay, let's start at 17. Before he makes the par putt, what's going through your head? And then take us through the swing. 
Uh, I was nervous when he, he almost birdied 17. <laughs> and when he didn't, I, I was when you're holding a ticket like that, you're nervous the whole time, you know, exactly what happened could happen. And at any moment, this guy could come unglued. It's just, it's golf. It's just so unpredictable and nerves get in the way. And I was nervous. I, there was a moment there when I thought I had it, you know, he'd gone back and forth. It's funny. We talked before the, they started yesterday and he had a three shot lead. It took him four shots, four, four holes to be even. And then he built up a three stroke lead again. I, I really, I thought he was in the clear. I wasn't too confident, but then again, you know, look, you head to 18, you're in good shape or you only need a par. And uh, I would say Lombardi did the smart thing yesterday. Lombardi just ignored me completely. All my texts went unreturned. That was the smart thing. Patrick made the mistake of engaging well, no, me. No. Let me just say this. Gambling is an extension of your life personality. So are you a yeah. half glass full or are you a half yeah. glass empty? And we know that woe is me, Will Hill, when he's in the mix, he kept on yeah. writing me, oh, he's only up three strokes. Oh, he's only up two <laughs> shots. Oh, he didn't. He missed that it. birdie. And I just wrote him back. Michael, like, are you effing kidding me? Dude, pull yourself together. All he has to do is, is get a four on 18 and you win your money. And I was wrong. So I apologize. But the woe is me, Will Hill ride is a wild one. You just don't get on that train. That train, you know, Springsteen has a song called Land of Hope and Dreams. This train carries saints and sinners. That train carries saints and sinners, too, right there. I got you don't on want it. on that train. I got on it. And you the never bubble went on it. You just stay away kept, from it. The text kept coming. Yeah. I got on the train. I was telling, you know, to me, what I've learned <laughs> being at the Borgata every Saturday and Sunday, I can tell the difference between – the, the the professional ones and the non ones and the professional guys never admit really what they got cooking. Whereas the non ones always tell you how much they're going to win and when they won. You see it on Twitter all the time. All these people that post their wins on Twitter, you know, to me, I, and Will's usually really good about on to Cincinnati, but when he gets into these kind of counting his money before the game's over, you know, and it's a long well, I shot. Wasn't. You know, I went to protect he, Will. He did say yesterday, I'm not taking credit for this play because I didn't give it out on my podcast or on air. So we got to give him credit there. It was a great there. call. It's a great call. It really was. It's just, you know, at a 200 to 1, you know, S can happen. I mean, we've <laughs> seen it too many times. And that, th that three-shot lead looked good. But like I said, he was still plus money. Now you can say he was slightly plus money, but he was still less than a coin flip to win it in a – Look, it's just, it's a good lesson for life, for gambling. Control what you control. There's literally nothing I can do about it now. So anybody, I know there are people out there with much bigger tickets than I had that were in line to win a bunch of money. And look, it's over. You lost. It's just control what you control. There's there's a saying, the, winning isn't everything, but losing sure is nothing. And it, it sure was a nothing feeling. It sure is an empty feeling when you lose uh, like that. When you were invested in the tournament as much as you were, did you ever think about playing JT in the back? Uh, did you? Was there a moment where you thought maybe I, it was number came up that you thought, oh, this is really good? Yeah, I played a few of the guys under him just because the numbers were good. The lowest I saw in JT was 30 to 1. Now, I wasn't watching the live odds constantly. I, I was watching them frequently. So I'm sure you probably got even a better number on JT. But again, there's too many guys in the mix to just cleanly hedge and say, you know, it's between him yeah. and him and it, we're in a playoff and I can just cut my, right. you know, I can name my profit. You know, you had for a while Young was in the mix. Fitzpatrick was hanging around. Obviously, Zalatoris was in the mix. So it's hard. You want to hedge yourself in a position where you're losing even more and say, all right, I'm going to just take Thomas here. And then Zalatoris ends up winning. And then if you're betting two of them, it's just it's a tricky scenario. There are too many guys in the mix to really cleanly hedge it. Well, when I walked into the studio, so Rufus was on with Rufus Peabody was on with Gil today, and apparently he yeah. he had one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the line if Pereira won. 150,000. Tough one. So, tough one. And I, 
I do. I, I was honestly, even though you were annoying me, I was seriously pulling for you. And when that didn't happen, I was just like, oh my gosh, you manifested the negativity. That's what you did. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I didn't swing that. I, did, I didn't take that swing again. I hope he's all right. It really it looked like he was electrocuted. Was, that was such a terrible swing. The backswing was, it's like electrocuted is the best I've heard because it was so weird. <laughs> How do you not just pull out something safe and just groove it? Because he was he was fine. All he needed was a four. Oh, goodness. Ugh. And Will Hill, are you are you going to continue to bet Mido? You have in the past, but now do you, like, hate him? <laughs> I might need a breather. I might need a week or two before we go back to Mido. We need a break. <laughs> yeah. We need a break. All right, so on to the next. Just like golf, betting is the same. It's behind you now. On to the next. Clear your mind. Boston's laying seven. Hero's out. What do you got? Yeah, you mentioned Hero being out. That might actually be good for Miami because he's been bad defensively. He hasn't really hit shots and. Again, I think that'll mean, probably mean more Duncan Robinson. But again, you know, Van Gundy said it well the other day. He's like, I can't remember a conference final where there was more question as to who was in, who was out. You know, Horford's in, then he's out, back and forth. Smart, same thing. You know, Tatum leaves the game, looks like he's seriously injured, then he's back. You know, Miami's got five guys tonight that are going to warm up with the intention to play, I think is how they phrased it, between Struess and uh, Vincent and, Hor and uh, P.J. Tucker. So there's a lot of uncertainty all the way around in terms of the lineups. I would expect Boston to win. I don't love laying seven because I think these two teams are very close. But again, the, the spread hasn't mattered in any of these games in the playoffs. The team that wins the game covers the game. We haven't had a lot of, you know, they win, but they didn't cover. So I would lean towards the Celtics here. Uh, I do think this is headed towards seven. I think... Look, we need a seven gamer because the other one's either going to be four or five. The playoffs have not been interesting at all. So I would lean towards my lean towards the Celtics here. My pick will be the under. I think at some point the pace will slow down. The three point shooting will slow down. I mean, Boston was 20 of 40 in game two. Miami was seven of nine in the first, you know, 12 minutes or so of that game in game three. Uh, I think at some point the three point shooting calms down. The pace slows down. I think we'll look. We'll see a, a more of a defensive-oriented game tonight. So my pick here will be the under 206, and uh, which should be a Boston win. I think Boston obviously needs the game. If you're down 3-1, headed to Miami for five and possibly seven, it's going to be tough for them to come back. You know, I, what I can't calculate is the mindset of what what is Miami going to do? Would they be better off resting their guys and taking it to a three-game series where you get two home games in Miami? Or are they going to try to put their chips in the middle of the table and see what they can do? You know, I, to me... I think a lot of this is going to do with the first half. And if it's going like it could, maybe they do it. But if it's not, maybe they retreat and play for another day. I, that's my thought. I'm with you. I think you got to take Boston to point. To me, it, 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 I just have a feeling they're going to retreat. Let me ask you both what you do here. So I just looked at a book on, this, on the series price. The Celtics are a minus 115 favorite at a book here. The Heat are minus 105 on the series. What would you do, Will, as far as the series? You don't see that all that often down a game in the series and down home court, but what would you do here? Right. I would look at some of the series correct scores where you can pick, you know, Boston in seven or Miami. I think Miami in seven a couple of days ago was plus 375. I think it's down to plus 275. So whoever's going to win this series, I would just pick them to win in seven because I do. I am pretty confident we're going to see a seventh game. So I might just take the better price and take whoever you think is going to win in seven. I'll go with. I'll still go with Boston at seven. I think this is probably, if you're looking at the futures market, maybe this is a good time to buy Boston to win the title because I think you can get them plus 330, plus 350. Now let's just say they're going to be in the finals. Maybe they're a slight underdog against Golden State. We can talk about that. But, uh, you know, that's probably a pretty good time to buy Boston to win the whole thing at plus 340, let's call it. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's 
I think there's so much unknown. How healthy will Miami be? I like Boston. You know, I like that matchup if they play the Warriors. I like Miami's matchup if they play the Warriors, if they're healthy. But who knows with Miami? Miami's got so many guys hurt now. I mean, I didn't even know Hero was hurt until today. That's Maybe the fact that it's every other day, too. You know, remember, they had that grueling series against uh, Milwaukee. Then that carryover with no rest. Now you're playing every other day. Maybe that's starting to take its effects here for Boston. No doubt. Not to suggest programming, but let's just say, for example, Mito Pereira was a New York Yankee (laughs) fan, and you do a New York City cast, and you were talking Yankees, and you brought Mito on to discuss the Yankees, and you two kind of discussed that swing on 18. I feel like that would be a very, uh, it would be highly listened to podcast, no? That would be good. You know, we can reach out a little Aaron Hicks-ish with with his swing, but uh (laughs) Yeah, that was a tough one. Tough one. <laughs> tough weekend for the Yankees, too. They got swept yesterday. Two games, they scored one run. The bottom of the order is just bad between Kiner, Falefa, Gallo, Hicks. The catchers can't hit. The bottom of the lineup is really bad for the Yankees. Electrocuted on his backswing. Yeah, that was uh, – why – like, he was swinging out of his shoes, too. Like, there was, there was no need for him yeah. to go as hard as he went. It was – he, he had a he had a meltdown. It was unbelievable yeah. in the in the in the moment. Okay, Will. I'm aware. I I, I know you were, and trust me, I know because I got the text. Sorry, Will. All right, our condolences. See we'll see you Appreciate soon, it. Will. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate right. it. See ya. Worst to first odds NFL coming up next here at Lombardi Line. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 